four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Welcome back to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. My name is Eric, and joining me today we have the diamond in the rough, Jake. Hey there, hi there, ho there. We have the street rat, Brock. I was born a street rat, I will die a street rat, and only my fleas will mourn me. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And 100 bad guys with swords, Tanner. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You really... Really strong ending there, Eric. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, that's my favorite I, yeah, one. I thought that was a good ending. What do you want to? You want to be the hero of the story? You're gonna have to do a lot of self-actualization before. That oh, oh, and we've never had a friend like him, Eric. Oh, thank you. Thank you God go. for that. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I hope to never have a friend like him again. Yeah, I hope you never do. <laughs> Well, for those keeping score at home, we're doing an Aladdin episode. Um, Woo! The live action remake a- only, correct? No. Yeah. Oh, God. No, Incorrect, no, 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 in fact. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> the, uh, it was. The original, I think, is what, 92, 94? Yes, 92. Movie? Yeah. yeah. 92. One of my old set, probably tied with Hercules for my favorite Disney movie of all time. It well, It depends on the day. Today, I would definitely say it's number one because I've been thinking about it for most of the day. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, <laughs> I watched <laughs> it today after work just to nice. get, it, get it? some inspiration. Still, good, still right? holds up. Still still holds up. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. Still good. It's a great movie. And it's very underrepresented um, on a on a park-to-park basis. Is, is there like a like a... Dumbo clone with magic carpets or something. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, in Adventureland, and then there is a and I I don't know anything about it. I should have watched it, but there is an Aladdin themed walkthrough attraction in Disneyland Paris, I believe. Okay, I know the uh, the Broadway Junior version of the musical ran at DCA for years and years. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, the that that, was... the Broadway Junior version runs on the Disney Fantasy too, the cruise ship. Yeah, except with so like adults. Here and there, there's like represent like the music gets played. There's plenty of character meet and greets, but like as like a full fledged attraction, they really haven't uh, done a ton with that. So we're here to fix that. Yeah, in your mind holes, <laughs> in all mind, of your holes, mind not just your holes. mind, Eric. All of your all of your holes. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I have a, a personal philosophy that all holes are good holes. Yeah, of course. Brock, you want to weigh in? Brock, you haven't said uh, uh, anything. We're, we're already starting this. Already, already, we're starting this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, you haven't said anything to slow me down. We haven't I, even gotten to the phrase "cave of wonders" yet, and Eric's already off, <laughs> off the leash. So I can't wait to see what the rest of this episode's like. <laughs> Oh, we're in yeah, for we a good time. We haven't talked about rubbing lamps or yeah, anything. Yeah, what the heck? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to be each bringing a different, uh, fully fleshed, well, not obviously fully fleshed out, but like uh, a concept for an attraction, restaurant, you know, any kind of one of those things um, to really bring Aladdin more of its due in the parks today. I'm very excited about it. I hope you guys are as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is one that uh, totally. definitely needs to be talked about. And I don't know if any of us have ever pitched uh, an Aladdin pitch yet in any of our other episodes. Which is kind of w- weird yeah. a little bit because like, I touched on it a little bit in India. I've been holding out on my Aladdin idea until we did an Aladdin episode. <laughs> so like, yeah. I think we were all kind of in that boat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, That's so wild. And it's not like it doesn't fit other places. They're just, I don't know. Yeah. We were excited about today. Yeah. Brock's birthday. Yeah. Is this the episode for Brock's birthday? I believe yeah, it is. Yeah, it'll be coming out two days before my birthday if uh, everything goes according to plan. Yeah. So happy Shower birthday, Brock. Birthday, Brock. Gifts and praise. Happy birthday to you. Is that song still if, copyrighted by those mean old no, ladies? No, okay, the copyright sweet. ran out like two years ago. Good. Yeah. So we don't we have do to Marilyn. Happy birthday. Hire a lawyer to, to keep you. that soundbite. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's fucking gold and we have to keep <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to fight for it. All right, Eric. So who's who's leading us off today? Uh, you are. Funny oh, you should ask. All right. Sweet. <laughs> so for my pitch. Uh, I'm going to try to walk us through this as best I can. We find ourselves in Adventureland, where we see a, a facade, or as Eric loved when I said, facade, uh, matching the <laughs> <laughs> matching the um, the town uh, where Aladdin is from. I am Agrabah. totally blanking. Thank you, Agrabah. So it kind of looks like the Agrabah theme, and we enter this. Um, passageway, and this is our queue line, and it looks like we're going down the streets of Agrabah, and slowly we kind of they morph. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. We gradually work our way into or inside, but you don't realize it's happening. It still looks like outside. So as you're going down this queue line, it's gradually becoming nighttime. And the queue line then becomes that great shot from the opening of the movie where he's singing Arabian Nights. And it's going down the streets of Agrabah and you see the palace in the distance. And uh, maybe we see the fire eater. And eventually we come out into the desert where we have this great show scene where we see the two pieces of the uh, pendant fly across the desert and land in the hill. And we see the Cave of Wonders rise up out of the sand. We then go down into the Cave of Wonders and we have the great voice, you know, the Who dares disturb my slumber? And we go down and we board our magic carpet. And then the cave starts crashing around us. And we have that great scene from the movie where Aladdin is trying to escape. And uh, we work our way out in a roller coaster. That is my pitch. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, Jake, via uh, Discord call, but I gave you an 8 out of 10 on the Cave of Wonders voice. I saw your hands go up, and I, I didn't know if that was 8 out of 10 or if it was that meme with the I can only get so erect where he puts his <laughs> hands up. <laughs> but either way, I took it as a good sign. <laughs> it was a good sign. That was, that was a, uh, a cool pitch and a really well done Cave of Wonders voice. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, uh, good times all around. Next up, we have Tanner. 
All right. So as I said earlier today, I was re-watching the movie Aladdin. And what stuck out to me that, like, I knew in my heart was how much of a banger that soundtrack is. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to create yeah. a ride that could that we could incorporate a lot of those songs into. So my idea was to board a dark ride flying on the magic carpet as we're being retold the story, but with interjections by the genie, the perfect character to be like an on-ride narrator for you. So we would see cool show scenes with the music while also being interrupted with impersonations of... Uh, the genie doing little performing tricks, popping out of places, maybe altering the stories in different ways to have some fun, make people laugh. And that's my general idea. Nice. The end. Nice. Nice. Did that, that like along with, you know, we talked about Hercules versus Aladdin, both both movies just fucking bangers oh yeah the soundtracks are great i've spent so long singing the praises of hercules soundtrack that until i sat down today i was like i need to also sing the praises of aladdin's soundtrack yeah (laughs) right there with (laughs) it they're comparable yeah i think uh yeah uh the meg song Mm -hmm. about what's it called i won't say i won't say i'm in love yeah that's just so it's like singular, like mm-hmm. girl power status yeah. that it kind of elevates the Hercules one. But overall, the Aladdin one holds up. Arabian Nights is just one of the all-time best songs I, I they've think, ever put in a movie. I think that then um, we should have to say that these just both go to show how awesome Alan Menken is. Mm-hmm. Hot take by Alan Menken's <laughs> yeah, very take. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be the I one to say gonna it. find anybody who agrees with us on that one. <laughs> but Alan Menken's pretty good. If there is, by chance, anyone in the audience who happens to have that opinion, uh, I would definitely recommend everyone check out the show Gallivant that aired for two seasons on NBC. So yes, it's one I of the best Gallivant. comedies ever made, but part of the gimmick is it it, ha- it is a musical show, and all of the songs are written by Alan Menken. Yeah. I would put season one of Gallivant up against any season of any show ever. Same. I would put the opening um, scene of the first episode against most scenes of most shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That scene and the, the first time we meet the pirates with the, oh, the yes. ship that has, like, dangling over the cliff. Yeah. Like, those two <laughs> are just... They're the be- they're some of the best television that's ever been made. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have our other Gabbert friend, Mr. Brock Rudolph, comma Gabbert. Oh, I'm one of those. Hey, yes. you are. Um. Okay. So I know last week we we did uh, restaurants, but you're gonna have to ignore that. Brock always a week late. <laughs> I'm pitching the uh, Cave of Wonders restaurant. Uh, So I think the Cave of Wonders has an incredible design. You enter through that giant tiger mouth, you know, uh, and then you go down into what is essentially the treasure rooms of the Cave of Wonders. I think what could set this apart is having it be a giant cavernous space with an incredibly tall ceiling. Uh, and as in the movie, there are going to be different levels formed by piles of treasure or just natural geography of the cave. And I think it would be great to have guests sitting at all these different levels enjoying their food, uh, which would, of course, be Middle Eastern cuisine, a lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of tandoor type cooking. Uh, and finally, I think what would be a great 
um, a great addition to this would have lots of fun projection mapping of, you know, maybe flickers of the genie flying through the ceiling or the magic carpet going by, maybe Abu uh, playing around with the treasure. Uh, And so as you're enjoying your meal in this giant space, uh, kind of darkened being in a cave, you can see all of this fun Aladdin stuff going on. Nice. Brock, in keeping with Aladdin, um, would we be able, while we're not be able, but while we're sitting and eating like the bread course at the start of the meal, would there be orphans <laughs> sitting and staring at us and making us feel guilty? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, um, and you can you can choose to help them or report them to, to the Disney police, who will take them away screaming. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, Brock, so are you not going to try to do the Cave of Wonders voice? Uh, no, I think that's been covered. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind no. when voting. Yeah. It, it sounds <laughs> like this, right? Who dares disturb my slumber? <laughs> That's wow. it? Well, that? so you I've never been late for any appointment. And then make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Noted in my voting. Uh, the Cave of Wonders has always relied on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> You just have, like, Aladdin yelling to the top of the tower, Jasmine! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I think that covers all of our pitches, huh? I think so, yeah. (laughs) I feel feel like Streetcar Named Desire and Aladdin have a lot of, like... A lot uh, of overlap. Share a Venn diagram of fans. Yeah, of course. Um, So I guess I'm last. Um, All right, so... But not in our hearts. Mine actually has a little bit of a story today, which is kind of fun. Ooh. Uh, coming out of being freed by Aladdin, the genie has turned his lamp from a prison into a an oasis for him to get away. And this is where he brings curios from his travels throughout the, the, the universe and brings and stashes them away so that he can come and, and relax in this realm that he has created. Um... Right now, I have Jafar as the villain, because it's the only obvious one. We can talk about if Prince of Thieves works better or something else comes along. Gotcha. But uh, Jafar has found his way into the lamp and has stolen one of the powerful curios. Mm. So Genie has enlisted Aladdin, the magic carpet, and us to assist him in recovering. Uh, And this is going to be a boat-style dark ride. Um, with sort of a centerpiece opening of you dropping into the mouth of the lamp. Okay. Uh, and around the water will be like lit up all kinds of cool colors and stuff like that. Um, and then you, we float through this oasis that the genie has built and like the two main, uh, set pieces that I have in mind before we talk about anything is like floating through a river of gold and like also floating through the stars and the cosmos and stuff like that. Nice. Um, and using lighting and water and coloring the water itself to give off this effect, either that we're floating in like the gravity of the universe or that we're like in this gold river. Right. Yeah. Um, nice. So that is my pitch today. Very cool. Nice. Cool. Wow. All right, boys. Q&A time. Let's do it. Uh, Yeah, I've got a question for Mr. Eric Hand. 
Yes. Um, so is you're thinking of Jafar as the villain, which I personally think is stronger than the the any villain from Prince of Thieves. I agree. Yeah. Because no one the, like you the know, only power level, but I was just like, there's more canonical things that say Jafar is gone, but like whatever, it's alright. Well, yeah. I was gonna ask, um, is this version of Jafar going to be the the human Jafar or the genie Jafar we get at the end of the film? So I think that was, there's a journey there. I think it's the sorcerer version that gets in, and he's looking for uh, an artifact of power to reinstate his genie powers. Um, perhaps he succeeds. Perhaps he's in the middle of success and we stop him. I think that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Um, or, like, I kind of see, like, maybe, like, a mirrored ending to the beginning where we fall into Jafar's lamp to close it as he's, like, been able to successfully create a new one to give him those phenomenal cosmic powers. Mm. And then we shut him off into his itty-bitty living space. I um, appreciate the nice. quotes. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think that's probably how I see that story going. Cool. So, Tanner... Um, where are we walking through the beats of we're walking through the beats of the first movie uh what are how are we experiencing them are we looking at like like really cool animatronics projection mapping how are we immersing ourselves i want to have uh in the flying scenes we're going to rely more on some of our projection mapping onto scale miniature models but I'd love to work effects where, like, the carpet that we're flying on then dives in and the next showroom we're in, we're race Like, the one that I keep picturing is, like, you're flying above Agrabah in the sky and then the genie says, let's get a closer look. And the ride dips down and in the, into the next showroom, you're soaring through just, like, the streets, the crowded streets on every side with animatronics. So doing a mixture of both. Nice. Cool. Yeah, depending on what scale we want people to be focusing on. If we want to be close to the action, then we're in the animatronics. If we're above, then more projection mapping. Sweet. Neat. Um, I think that's super cool. Um, Brock? Yeah. So is your Cave of Wonders, um, just so I can envision it, are, for the restaurant, are you thinking it's going to kind of be like the Mexico Pavilion where you've got like the gift shop and like the, yes, the restaurant? Yes, the Mexico Pavilion was exactly my frame of reference for the Cave of Wonders. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite places in the parks, uh, you know, divorce from rides and all that, because uh, obviously some of the rides are my favorite places. But just one of my favorite places to just be is the Mexico Pavilion. It's gorgeous. It feels like you're outdoors at night. You have this giant ceiling above you that really makes it feel like you're under the night sky. Yeah. Uh, and there's a life to it inside of it uh, where it feels like everything's alive and, and you're really experiencing it. And that's what I want the Cave of Wonders restaurant to feel like. Nice. Okay, cool. cool. I have a question for Jake. Yeah. Um, I know that we've talked. you're talking about this being a roller coaster, which mm-hmm. I think is super cool. Um, when I picture like the cave of wonders as a ride, I imagine like a kind of blast of sensory experience oh, absolutely. as well, like being able to feel the heat of the lava and like bursts of wind on your face as you're flipping through like the canyons and stuff. Do you yeah. think that's doable under the roller coaster sort of idiom? Yeah, I, I think it completely is. Um, again, they were able to kind of do a lot of those effects with the Indiana Jones ride. Um, and I would even like to bring back in uh, the Indiana Jones ride in um, Disneyland. They had this great effect, which I think was the brainchild of Tony Baxter. 
but it basically they had rubble that would fall from the ceiling and it actually looked like rubble was falling from the ceiling and they devised this great way to do it with an ice machine and all kinds of stuff and eventually the ice machine broke and stopped working but i feel that with modern technology maybe we could make it function a little better and i think it would be cool to actually have the debris and rocks and stuff falling around us as we are going through the cave, as well as the lava shooting up and, you know, ducking and diving and winding and yeah, definitely blasts of heat. And I think, um, music wise, I think it would be great to have that great score from that scene playing, um, while this is happening and then eventually culminating with us shooting up out of the the cave. That'd be kind of like the grand finale into the night sky, you know, like we made it out. That is my thought. Cool. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Everybody came very prepared today. Well, yeah, we all love Aladdin. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised on, Brock isn't wearing the a ball fez. the last couple weeks, and that's really <laughs> making things harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, are there other questions? Oh, yeah, Eric. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that the genie enlists the help of Aladdin and the carpet and uh, Boo and stuff, but is he going to enlist the help of Jasmine, or are you a sexist? (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine he enlists the help of all of our favorite characters. Do you mean the harem? Does he enlist the help of the harem? (laughs) (laughs) Those are my favorite characters. Uh, He enlists the entire world-class menagerie, and it's mostly just going through animals. Um, (laughs) I imagine Aladdin, Jasmine, and Abu to be uh, making the most appearances. Perhaps the sultan in a funny kind of he fell and got stuck in something sort of way. Yeah, we know he's not going to be helping people if we look at the way he (laughs) rules his uh, area with tons of starving people on the streets. We know he's not going to do anything to actually help. (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He's like a terrible rich person. He's well-meaning but entirely incompetent. Yeah, he's just unaware. He's blissfully unaware. (laughs) Agreed. So, yes, I do. uh, I think Jasmine could even play a bigger role than Aladdin. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I actually have one more question that applies to mostly to Eric and Tanner, but I will make it apply to Brock too. Um, what are your ride vehicles? A boat. Uh, so, so I'm thinking like the style. So like Car- Pirates of the Caribbean style, except shaped like uh, the uh, carpet. Okay, cool. So it's it's the magic carpet um, so as a like, boat. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of what the, I was So wondering. like the top of the boat would be like the curl up of the carpet, nice. and the tassels would be on like the left and right hand side that you could grab onto if you wanted to. Okay. Cool. So Tanner, same question. My vehicle is also the carpet. Uh, basically, how I picture it functioning is uh, you go and you sit in, and it's almost like a canoe boat style, but yeah. with uh, the tassels hiding whatever is keeping you attached to the roof to give you that sensation of flying. Okay. Gotcha. Mine is also the carpet. I don't remember if I made that clear. And then Brock, I, I so assumed. Your, your tables, <laughs> what were your tables look like? Well, I, I, well, I didn't want you to be left out. My vehicles, uh, my ride vehicle is, yeah. I would say the cuisine is a vehicle that takes <laughs> oh, you on okay. a journey uh, to the Middle East to, to fill your palate with exotic flavors and locales. Nice. Nicely done. Also, the tables well, are going to be 
What's that? Is that what it's like to talk to me? Because yes. that's insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think the tables would be kind of a mix of kind of magic carpet aesthetics uh, as well as like kind of looking like they are treasure as well. So golds and silvers and jewels inlaid. Cool. Nice. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, do we feel prepared to vote? I mean... I think so, yeah. I feel like yeah. we have are to we be prepared to vote. <laughs> uh, that's just a general question. Like, where where do we feel like these are going in the park? I feel like Fantasyland's an obvious answer. Well, I said Adventureland um, for mine, because I, I think, I think that's good. where the Dumbo clone actually is, is yeah. in Adventureland. And they do have is, some... Yeah. They do have Aladdin-themed stuff in Adventureland, especially in Disneyland. I think there's a lot more Aladdin-themed yeah. stuff in Adventureland than there is That's in Disney World. That's the only World. place the Aladdin stuff is, yeah. is in Adventureland. So, yeah. so Adventureland, Fantasyland. Yeah. yeah. Either of those yeah. is usually going to be your go-to. Cool. All right, boys. You ready to vote? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ready as Eleven. Any volunteers to go first today? I, I, I can go first. Okay. Um... Only because I had a really hard time making this decision, but I had just finally made it. Uh, I think I am going to vote for Jake's Cave of Wonders coaster. Um, Just because that is something, that's something, a vibe I've always gotten from that scene in the movie is, man, I want to ride that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I I felt a little guilty because that kind of felt like low-hanging fruit to me. And I know I was one of the first ones to write the idea on our (laughs) spreadsheet. But I just felt like it was an idea that had to be at least mentioned. Because I think everybody who's seen that movie has thought that. Jake didn't say this, but this is an idea he and I have talked about for years. Yeah, we we have Uh, thought about it. Oh, nepotism, ruling the day on the boom. No, it's just because he's very excited. Well, now you make me not want to even consider it as an option. (laughs) Hey, that's fine by me. (laughs) Thanks, Brock. <laughs> hey, you have my vote. You know where my allegiances lie. With my own pitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, to give uh, Tanner and I a second to digest this new information, we'll have uh, Jake vote next. Thanks, Brock. Uh, we got to take in all this collusion. <laughs> First, it's Twitter votes. Now it's Aladdin. Cool. <laughs> Well, so I was really interested in Brock's Cave of Wonders restaurant, but now I'm afraid you guys are going to think it's collusion if I vote for it. Collusion. No, it's okay. You can vote for it. There was no collusion. I'm calling collusion on you. I just like Jake's idea. Well, in the interest of the Cave of Wonders restaurant being so similar to my Cave of Wonders roller coaster, I will have to cast my vote for Cave of Wonders. I think it's the restaurant. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Thank you, Jake. I think you mean the Cave of Collusion. (laughs) (laughs) The Collusion of Wonders. Cave-lusion of Wonders. (laughs) There's something there. (laughs) I can vote next if we'd like. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, all these ideas were really great. I would love to talk about any of them. There's cool images just popping in my mind for all of them. But I have to go back to, as we were watching the movie, today and i was looking for inspiration for my idea uh jackie pops in and says during the cave of wonders escape scene and says you should pitch a roller coaster uh, escaping the cave of wonders that'd be super cool (laughs) yeah like i said the low-hanging fruit okay (laughs) 
And that just leaves me. Um, yeah, we're gonna go three for one on this. Oh, you could just uh, you could just force a tie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, we could go back to our good. old way of combining them into a roller coaster when similar slash enough. restaurant. This is one that yeah, I, I think mean, would honestly, work. This would be a great place for that restaurant. If I mean, we're doing it like that pavilion. I really do. That'd be cool. Um, I, I think the restaurant's an excellent idea. I think uh, Tanner's is good. Mm-hmm. I think mine is good. They're but all like, great think, ideas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, when it comes to... And while it may feel like the, the most like obvious pitch, that means that there's stuff that all of us have been brewing on it for a long right. time. Right. So I think... Um, We'll be we'll be able to get a lot out of that one. So congratulations, Jackie, 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 Jackie. <laughs> I thought you meant Jackie. Like Jackie. Tanner just yeah. said that Jackie said it was a good idea. Jackie means congratulations Jackie, on our recent engagement. Since That's she asked right, me yeah. earlier, have you announced it on the podcast? And I said no. And she oh, said, yeah. "Do it." I was going to publicly congratulate you last time we recorded, but I wasn't sure if you wanted that known or not. Sorry, ladies. Tanner's off the market. Uh, And listen quietly as we hear a million hearts break across the universe, despite us only averaging about 50-some you listeners. Yeah. I have a very strong brand that I need to keep up, and that brand keeps me from publicly endorsing the institution of marriage. But congratulations. <laughs> I have top. the text. I have the receipts, Eric. We'll let you keep keep uh, up your appearances. <laughs> but everyone know privately Eric is holding up a sign that says, Man, I fucking love the institution of marriage. <laughs> He's not even happy we're getting married. He's just happy someone's getting married. <laughs> yeah. He thinks everyone should marry someone. Yeah. Immediately. And especially make sure they have a big, right expensive wedding. <laughs> yeah, pay for a big wedding. <laughs> we got to support that capitalistic yeah. adventure. Cap- the wedding industry <laughs> as a whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. This is a three-person podcast now that Eric had a stroke. <laughs> From holding in his thoughts. <laughs> I have to talk about Disney once a week without hyper focusing on capitalism. <laughs> you guys are just making fun of me. Well, let's step oh. away from the idea of capitalism and talk about a cave full of literal <laughs> gold and wealth. <laughs> hey, at least this cave teaches you a lesson, right? That if you are too greedy. <laughs> You get melted. You will die via molten lava. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the more apropos would be your whole world crumbles in around you, but I like the die of yeah. molten lava yeah, yeah, yeah. better no. myself. It's more it's more literal. Imagining that's less of a metaphor, of the but world yeah. lining yeah. up on Kilauea and just taking a little swan down. Yeah. Nice. Ow. <laughs> Hey, so didn't we vote on a pitch? Yeah, I think we were going to do an Aladdin pitch. Yeah, um, congratulations, Jake. Thanks. So is there a particular place you guys would like to start, or should we just work our way through the queue line and go chronological? Well, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. When you read, uh, so you begin. I really liked with, your, oh. 
your pitch for the queue line during the the pitch section. Uh, is there other things that you wanted to to flush out there? I mean, I guess I just wanted to see if you guys wanted to weigh in with any other details I may have missed, or I just really like the feeling of the the winding through the streets of Agrabah as it slowly becomes nighttime, and by the time you get to the ride yeah. vehicle, it's nighttime, and I want it to kind of be like. When did that happen? Wait a minute. Like we were outside and it was yeah. and it was daytime. What the heck? It's like nighttime now. I really like that. It kind of would bring in the immersion if you don't realize it's happening. You know? Yeah. Right. And I, I think one of the things the the image that struck out to me was doing maybe like a, a spaced out loading, kind of like they do in Haunted Mansion. Yes. Uh, so that all of you in one group get to see the Cave of Wonders open up. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's not just something that happens like on a loop or whatever right. as you're walking through well, it. I, I was thinking that, and I was also thinking about Rock and Roller Coaster, where they have the different recording studios that you can go into, so that yeah. way they can have the show playing, you know, three or four times, or th- three or four at a right. time. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it'd be super cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I love the idea of the next entry into a room being revealed with that Cave of Wonders thing. That's like the Haunted Mansion door reveal amped up right. to a thousand yeah um and i i think it'd be really cool using a combination of lighting and projection mapping and animatronics and all kinds of stuff to be standing in the dark nighttime desert and then seeing that the glowing things shoot up over your head and land in the sand and then that awesome scary but amazing tiger head rise up out of the <laughs> sand you know um and I, I think it could be achieved. Absolute, the absolute simplest would be just with scrims, and if it was projected onto the scrims. But I think there's ways to do it practically too. You know, if it was like a giant animatronic that you know w- w- was dark, and the mouth would open as the lights came on, and all of a sudden it's in front of you, but you didn't see it before when it was dark. Real um, quick, for people at home, a scrim is a lot like a she- uh, a lot like a screen, uh, but also kind of mixed with a fabric. So it's a screen with a lot of tiny holes. So depending on where the lighting is, you can either see the screen itself that might have an image on it, or you see what's behind the screen. Yeah. So if it's if it's backlit, then it's like invisible, and if it's frontlit, then it works like a movie screen. Uh, I would appreciate it if you let the two people that have degrees in theater talk about uh, <laughs> scrims. Sorry. <laughs> oh, not you, Jake. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, That's do you, do you guys have any ideas on how that effect could be achieved or anything like that? My My thought was, like you said, kind of use a scrim, but then pull that away. After the after it's formed, so Mm -hmm. then you pull your scrim away and you have the actual. It's actually there. Assembled version of it is a way to do that. I I believe they use that effect on a couple of like newer dark rides of like projecting something and then revealing an animatronic. I think that's how they do some of those cool effects on the new Beauty and the Beast ride. I'm yeah. not sure though. Yeah. But Yeah, and also the Hackbox Ghost, <laughs> yeah. maybe the new Hackbox Ghost. So this would be like that, but on a much larger <coughs> scale. Um, yeah. And you can pull from the theater world actually and have like the scrim that's there kind of get sucked into the animatronic itself if that was an effect that you wanted to. Like if you like 
wanted the the mouth to like pull in air and have the scrim look like that, you could do that. Yeah. Or it could even fold in to become one of the ruby eyes. There's a ton of things you could do yeah. with that effect. Okay, cool. Um, and then I think it would be awesome if we could have that great staircase actually walking into the tiger's mouth and going down the stairs. Um, yeah, I know it gets yeah. iffy when you have stairs in a loading station because of handicap accessibility and stuff. But blue sky, put a, we can know, also we, have, we can have a ramp, ramp or an to elevator. <laughs> or, yeah, you just put an elevator next to it. That's yeah, fine. but I just I really think we've got to have people going down the stairs to the loading dock because oh that was another thing i forgot to make this clear um at the beginning this was an idea i had was if the ride starts low so you go down the stairs to the ride and then the ride ends high like the exit of the ride is back up at the surface level so it feels like you actually escaped from the cave and then ended up back at the surface so if the ride was climbing the whole time which i know is a little (laughs) different from your usual ride and we could still have ups and downs, but I think the big finale would be a shooting upward to actually burst out of the cave and escape, you know? Yeah, I think that's cool. So that's another reason then we would have the, the big staircase that leads down, and I think that would be really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Also. Actually underground. As far yes. as uh, uniforms for uh, cast members, are we thinking we'll put them in a... Uh, Jafar's old man disguise with the fake beards. <laughs> Have them beckoning us down into the yeah. cave. <laughs> Your eternal reward. <laughs> um, but I think if they were just in kind of like Agrabah type garb, I think that could work. You know? Mm-hmm. You okay, Brock? What? Brock is playing with his glasses and a push pin and all kinds of other stuff. I think he's losing interest. <laughs> no, I'm just particularly fidgety today. <laughs> he said, this isn't nearly as exciting as a restaurant and delectable food in here. <laughs> I mean, I am kind of hungry, so. <laughs> he said, what about that vehicle? <laughs> But yeah, no, I think that's a a, a a really cool cue line. I think that's a, you talk about moments in rides. I think that's just a moment beginning with that's a, that's a really cool yeah entrance into this yeah. So now now in the movie, it's kind of the cave starts falling apart, and that's when Aladdin gets on the carpet and starts to escape. But I don't think that works from a ride perspective because we would set up, oh, no, the cave is crumbling. Quick, get on the carpet, and then you stand at the loading dock for 10 minutes. <laughs> like It kind of defeats the sense of urgency. So I'm wondering if we board the carpet like we're going to go tour the cave, and after a little yeah. bit of touring the cave and seeing all the amazing treasure already on the ride, that's when something then goes wrong and we have to escape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you just float along with him, and then you have, like, a really cool set piece where you see Abu touching the gem. Yeah. Um, that doesn't have to be more than 20, 30 seconds into the ride. Yeah. And right? then right. launch. For that to be established. And then you launch, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, yeah, it would definitely be a launch, kind of like rock and roller coaster, where you, you take off and you've got the stuff all yeah. over the place. And then... And that'd be cool, too, because, like, you could do, like, a cool little reverse of the... Or, like quick turnaround of the the train itself because mm-hmm. you're like facing a boo 
and then you do like a quick about face on this track to like get to the exit too. That could be like a fun little moment. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to really like switch it, like give that mental switch of like, we've moved from slow into okay, right. It's about to go. Right. Down. Yeah. We're like survival. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are fighting and flighting. Yes. <laughs> Both simultaneously. Because the 40 thieves are attacking us as we're... <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, other than getting into specifics of twists and turns, this would pretty much be through lava and rocks falling and exciting music, right? I don't know if we really have to go into too much more detail with the ride, which is weird because that's, like, the point of this. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, as long as we're getting those uh, things that we talked about earlier with the heat. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, making sure that we have moments where it looks like Obviously, we're we're totally safe, but it looks like we're about to run into one of these pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, give the the visual of the gold melting all around yeah, us. Yeah, I think that would like be really that. cool. Um, so before we talk about the climax of the ride and then the exit and everything, here's an issue I've kind of been battling with myself on. Aladdin's presence in the ride, yay or nay? Is he with us in the story or are we taking his place in the story? Ooh. I think we're uh, impartial outside observers. So we're escaping, but we're also seeing Aladdin escaping around us as well. Sometimes. Like, so every now and then we see him on his carpet and maybe we hear him yelling. I think the last time we see him is when we were in that Abu scene. Okay. At least until the end of the ride. Yeah. So, like, we can see him and Abu, like, he's walking up to him as he's grabbing the gem, right? Mm-hmm. And you just hear him say, Abu, no, and then we have to bail. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, and it's more about our bailing than it is about right. following a lad. Right. To me, that confuses the narrative a bit because are are we exploring the cave of wonders with Aladdin, or are we just also there and he doesn't notice us? Um, because if we're having to do the escape, we aren't just observers. You know, we're we're still active participants in the story. But so far, none of the story has led us to believe that we're active participants, you know? Yeah, I Nobody... agree with that. Okay, thank you. I think I do, too. All I, all, I th- all I think has to happen is at the beginning, Aladdin acknowledges us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, essentially the last words you hear before the launch are, you better get out of here. And then... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Launch. That's it. I totally see where you're yeah. coming from now, Brock. I agree. An acknowledgement needs to be there. Yeah. I get it. But we think we do need Aladdin, right? We're not taking yeah. his place. Okay. Especially if we're going to be using a, a boo. Yeah. Right. As like our catalyst for it. Then, yeah. Okay. So then my idea for the climax of the ride would be one final launch that goes almost vertical and it goes far and you see maybe things falling around you as you're going up and you see the opening kind of closing and this is kind of like this is our last chance we have to make it out now and that's when you do the launch and yeah. make it look like you make it out just in time do you guys, yeah, how do you guys feel about that i'm kind of picturing like when you talk about that one of those like overbank turns where you're almost going beyond 90 degrees in your drop and it's just like straight up and then you're going mm-hmm. like one of the most thrill ridey things that Disney would do is right. like you're shooting into the sky and then you come back down uh, onto the sand as you're landing. Right. Area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you launch. Yeah. yeah. I love that you launch up through it and then you come down to a gentle landing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And you can even do like a little slow as you're like a, a, a more of an abrupt slow as you're going up that to give that like weightlessness feeling mm-hmm. in your stomach. Yeah. Like you've shot all the way out and you've expended all your energy yeah. and you kind of slow like hit the sand at the bottom there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah. So then without going like that full all the way down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then the, the carpet lands us in the, the desert again and maybe we see the sun coming up in the distance and then you go into the gift shop somehow and that way when you're thrown back in the daytime it kind of thematically all makes sense. Kind of how it was gradual on the way in. But how do we get from the exit to the gift shop slash I mean the um the end of the ride the disembarking station to the gift shop slash exit. What do you guys feel about that? That was where I was kind of iffy. What about a restaurant that's also themed <laughs> the after cave the cave of wonders? wonders? When Jake, when I saw that it said cave of wonders on his thing, I, I know you were joking, but I genuinely think combining these two would be great. Like how there's the ride in the Mexico pavilion. So I like I that. I think that'd be cool. Is it weird, though, that the story of the ride is that the Cave of Wonders is getting destroyed while there's diners just happily eating in there? Well, I don't think that the people see the diners until after they exit through the gift shop. Like, that's after they're Wait, out of so the ride. so you escape from the cave and now you're back in the cave? Yeah. Okay, well, that's That's what that's I was starting fair. to wonder, too. Is <laughs> see, because it's a I cool idea, but I'm just... I think they'd be great <laughs> together, but that would I be... I forgot about that, yeah. weird, yeah. like... Specifically because <laughs> the ride is, we must get out of the cave. Yeah, that sounds like one of the yeah, trials of right. hell. That's like the fifth gate of hell. You <laughs> escape from this horrible thing, and then just to find out you're back there again, starting over. Like, <laughs> because they do fit perfectly, except for the the narrative. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. narrative of Jake. Sorry. <laughs> um. So does it look like we're kind of wandering back into Agrabah yeah. after the exit, and then we go into a building, and that's the gift shop, and then you come out yeah. of the building, and you're and back in the park. I think that's park. kind of the gift shops full of maybe, like, the merchant carts and stuff that you're seeing That would uh, be cool the town. if it yeah. looked like the bazaar. And maybe it's yeah. The, yeah. It, the sun is coming up, and then when you get into the gift shop, it's, like, daytime, and it's, like, an active mm-hmm. bazaar from yeah. Agrabah, and then you go back out into the park. That would be really neat. Do we? Um, would there be a guy there if you took something off his cart? He would like grab you and threaten to cut your hand off. Yes, <laughs> probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody steals from me. <laughs> it's Aladdin doing a heel turn where he's like, "I'm part of the rich upper class now. I don't accept this behavior." <laughs> Your heroes become villains is the last thing you hear before your hand is severed from your body. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Eric? So, (laughs) yeah, no, I love, yeah, just get that Dark Knight quote in there. Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You either die a hero or accrue enough capital to become a villain. So does anybody have anything else they think we need to add to this ride, or do we think... I feel good about it. it. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. All right. It's hard because, like, going beat by beat through literally things just being right. destroyed feels weird. So I think, like, yeah. hitting just, like, yeah, the effects yeah. you mentioned is good. Yeah. It's such a simple story that 
once we understand the story, there's we could easily more to start explain. like making drawings and sketches and developing things, but that doesn't work in a podcast. So <laughs> since that doesn't work in a podcast, do we move on to the lightning round? Ah, lightning round! Brock, you yelled so loud you I'll peaked my headphones. That's mine too. All right, spin that wheel. <laughs> Spinny, 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 spinny. There goes the wheel. It's spinny, spinny, spinny. You guys are not going to believe what the wheel has picked. I hope mm. it's Aladdin roller coaster. We are retheming the magic carpets of Aladdin oh. and Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so that's the Dumbo clone. And you're not going to believe what we're retheming it to. We are retheming it to Hercules. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> All right. We got Jacob first today. Okay, this is going to be the end of Hercules uh, d- down in Hades uh, area and the underworld where it's like the river Styx is swirling at the end where he has to get Meg. So oh you're going to board a soul and you're going <laughs> to go around in a circle while Hades and Pain and Panic stand in the middle and squirt water at you because that's what happens on those clones, I think. I don't know. And it'll play the awesome soundtrack and you'll just spin around in a circle and you'll be riding on your soul while it reaches toward you. And uh, yeah, that's my that's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, you said they're, you're that listening to the awesome dark. soundtrack. Does that so? Does that mean like I can go the distance as playing as you're riding a soul to hell? I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. what I meant. <laughs> I'm up next. Let's see if I can out dark Jake. Do it. Uh, all right. All right. So it's not going to be just like a traditional Dumbo clone. You will be starting in like a, an interior area, which is like the body of the Hydra that uh, Hercules keeps cutting the heads off. Of. Nice. And you can hear from outside him cutting heads off. And then when he does that, two at a time, you burst forth from the Hydra and then start spinning around <laughs> and fighting Hercules as he goes. Uh, and then... Yeah, and then so he keeps cutting off heads, and you keep bursting out of this hydra. That's what nice. <laughs> okay, next up, yeah, Brett. All righty. Okay, so the. Uh, in the film, you see a lot of the different gods on their different chariots. They all have brightly colored, interesting chariots that fly around. So we're going to board these chariots. Each car on the ride is going to be different to represent one of these. Uh, and we are fighting the Wind Titan. Uh, so, of course, the Wind Titan, uh, the big tornado guy, is going to make a spin around and around uh, on our Dumbo clone where we go up and down throughout the wind. That's my pitch. Nice. I'm pretty sure that was exactly your pitch for the uh, no. re-theme of the... Uh, <laughs> for the teacup ride, yeah. but this one is different because it is a Dumbo clone. I'm aware. It's li- <laughs> I was like, did I make that up? Or <laughs> I'm glad, though, you're supporting me. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, it didn't win then, so it'll win now. <laughs> it right. has to. It's due. It's about time Brock steals his own ideas. <laughs> All right, ready? Let's go. All right, so for this ride, we will be flying around on uh, Pegasi, uh, like uh, Hercules' best friend Pegasus in the film. I was going to try to do something more creative with the Hydra, but then Eric stole that. So instead, we're going to be living Hercules' dream. You know, we're going to be flying around on Pegasus around a 
fucking some sort of Greek building is going to be in the center squirting water at us. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's Pegasus. You'll love it. It works for the ride type. It's wacky. It's fun. <laughs> no, it's not wacky and fun. It's fun and works for the ride type. Didn't oh, you okay. To it's bit? adventuresome. <laughs> Uh, I think all four of those would be the most intense Dumbo clone ever. Because I'm imagining the Pegasus with, like, full flapping yes. wings. And shit. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well. Of course. <laughs> my vote goes for heading into the void and being a soul lost forever. Because, like I said, my brand is important. <laughs> Let's, uh... <laughs> a good episode, guys. That was a lot of fun. Brock, why don't you take us out? Well... Yeah. What? Take oh us my out. Gosh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just so surprised, he says, not trying to stall. Um <laughs> I'm so surprised you're asking me to do the thing all. I do every week. <laughs> that I do every week. And I just somehow for some you're surprised reason thought the lightning week. round was gonna go longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this was a quick episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, so that lightning round time. is always known for being super long and drug out, right? That's long, why you yeah. Well, that with us, <laughs> that's uh, why we call it the lightning round. Because <laughs> yeah. of how slow it moves, just like lightning. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Show some respect, boy, genuflect to our Facebook, Jake. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Main Street Music. Oh, God. All right. Rock. Then come and meet the spectacular coterie of our Instagram, Tanner. just Googling song lyrics. Main underscore <laughs> no, just street one song. underscore musings. And that's our Twitter. It's strong as 10 regular men, Eric. <laughs> At MSM underscore podcast. Hey, this is what I do, did last time and no one noticed. <laughs> All right, everybody. And I am Brock. Everybody, give us a five-star rating. Give us a positive review and tell all your friends about mainstream music. Honestly, if you give us a five-star rating and just rag on us throughout the whole thing, especially Brock, that'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Would it be a five-star <laughs> rating or five Brock? golden camels? <laughs> MST3K style fan videos where you just like Roast make fun of us for being stupid. <laughs> Roast our podcast. That's, yeah. also, yeah, that's also fun. <laughs> just give us a five-star rating. That's yeah. all we care about, really. <laughs> that's all. We're just here for the stars. Oh, and tell your friends. <laughs> I said yes. that. Never said that Disney won't make it. I am good. <laughs>